revolution starting inside An instrumental part of Agora Worldwide Agora Worldwide, Agora Worldwide Counter economics, agorist strip Black market click, move a quick flip Can't regulate this, agorist strip Black market click, move a quick flip Can't regulate this, agorist Nexus Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Dag. We have a very, very special guest tonight. Before we get into that, though, quick shout out to our sponsors, Presearch, Decentralized Search Engine. No spying, no censorship, really cool crypto program with crypto just for using it. Uh, really, really awesome. Definitely check them out. You can hit up our affiliate link. It is Agoras Nexus slash search, if I'm not mistaken, but then let them know that we, you know, we're, we're sponsoring. So make sure you do that if you don't use them already. Uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our guest, Texas Joe. Texas Joe, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you are the host of the Insurgency Knitting Circle podcast. You do a whole mess of other things that we will be getting into. Um, but, uh, but man, yeah, thank you so much for being here uh, tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about some homesteading and such this evening uh, among other things but before we get into that we have a few other topics that we want to talk about why don't we start by letting you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself what um you know what you do about insurgency knitting circle we had you on the show once before with the intention of talking about um homesteading and ended up talking about um uh executive security that you do which was just an absolute blast and we made it like halfway into the show before i even thought to mention that like you have a podcast and stuff so why don't we go ahead and let you do some plugs and stuff <laughs> like that up front <laughs> all right then so yeah um like like my, my boy dag said um I'm, I'm the host of the insurgency knitting circle podcast um we've been doing that since about 2018 started that show with uh three other guys and um everybody just kind of had their own projects and you know everybody just kind of went their separate ways or whatever no 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 hard feelings no hostile takeover you know you know none of that uh it's just everybody just got busy and um ikc was gonna die unless i grabbed it by the horns and you know ran with it so um we're doing good now the the show is is growing it's you know got a lot of um attention um i'm not gonna say that it's got like a bunch of followers or anything like that because we're still by podcaster terms we're still baby podcasters you know um, but we we have some attention we have we have some some eyes on us and you know we're uh every, every post that we make every episode that we record you know um you know lends itself to to our 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 uh, our reputation and you know our you know us being you know who we are and in the eyes of the people listening and the people following the show. So, um, so insurgency knitting circle, it is, um, I, I call it a variety show. Um, the only thing we don't talk about is current events and politics. Uh, just because if, you know, if, if you're talking about that stuff, it, as soon as you stop talking, people stop listening, you know, it's like that, that boog fad or whatever, that, mm. that boog wave. Every time you mention that stupid word, everybody like you'd have thousands of people pile on your show and as soon as you did something else that wasn't talking about boog it was you know like people were bailing out you know so we don't talk about politics we don't talk about um you know current events although you probably you probably can guess our politics by 
the way we talk and, you know, the way we live and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's, it's side hustle. It's, you know, uh, fellowship, it's, you know, a community of people that are lifting each other up, um, inspiring each other, trading ideas, um, in my wheelhouse and what I talk about. Um, I talk about, you know, self-sufficiency, self-reliance, uh, preparedness skills, um, building a side business, you know, starting a side hustle, uh, starting a show, starting a podcast. I recently started taking on um, coaching clients. And so I'm, I'm coaching people, helping them build their shows and build their listenership and stuff like that. Uh, I'm also, I've taken on some consulting clients. Uh, so I'm coaching people and consulting with people throughout the United States on their homesteads and planning and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so we talk about doing stuff with your hands, um, you know, building strong community. Um, man, we, we talk about everything from canning veggies to raising animals, to fixing your own car, to, you know, you know, alternate investments, you know, like alternate modes of investment, you know, like cryptocurrency, gold and silver, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, really what I want is to be part of the solution that gets the world that I see the world as I see it and the, the, one of the things that I see wrong with our, our country and our society trying to fix those, you know, like I'm not going to sell it as us being like a panacea of, you know, the solution to everybody's problems, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to do something to change what I see. And, you know, we're, man, we have built an amazing community around this show. Um, we have, <laughs> I, I say it, a lot but we have some of the you know widest and you know some of the the deepest resources and and knowledge and, and talent bases of i mean I'll, I'll put my show users up against any other shows users as far as talent and knowledge and everything go so yeah um, you know it's almost like like when it's such like a variety it's almost more i don't know if this is a, the right word but it's almost more like a lifestyle kind of thing as opposed to just like, you know, like even like I will be getting into this, I'm saying like homesteading and stuff, but like, man, like the more you really get into it, it's not just, you know, homesteading and having a garden. It really is the whole, like security isn't just, you know, having a garden, having some gun, guns. It's the whole thing of like having skills to be able to, you know, adapt, like you said, entrepreneurship, you know, um, just things just to make you and your community stronger, you know, in, in, in general, you know, and that's, I really do like uh like like shows like that because it's you don't really know what you're gonna get every day you know when when, when you tune in um you know like like for years and some just a recent episode you had you had a young lady on talking about bodybuilding and stuff you know um not you know not not what I was expecting that day <laughs> you know when I turned it on but you still get a lot out of all that because yeah man like like I mean and you know the whole story with her it was you know it, it, it was just what am I trying to say here? It, it was good. It was inspiring. You know, it was, it was good to listen to it. You know, it, it, it helps me, it helped me be motivated and want to be a better person, you know? So there's just, I, I like a lot of shows like that because they do help keep me on my game. <laughs> you know, they, they, they help keep me, uh, help keep me sharp and, and wanting to be better. Absolutely. So um, aside from the show, uh, I am, as you mentioned, a homesteader. Uh, we got a, uh, like a little 10 acre spread here in, uh, in Texas. And, um, we have, 
horses and chickens. Uh, we have goats. We have rabbits. We have bees. Let's see what else am I? What am I leaving out? Goats, chickens, horses. Uh, we do raised bed garden gardening. Um, we do aquaponics gardening. We are hoping to um, establish a relationship with Hive. Uh, so Grow Hive. Um, they're a hydroponic uh, manufacturer. So we'll be doing hydroponics here on the uh, on the homestead here pretty quick. Also have, have Pat from Uncensored Tactical <coughs> living here. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to ask if you'd ever um, if you'd ever done a hydroponics before if it's your first time i uh, sorry i was hit, hitting my vape and i coughed an awful bit um yeah no you're uh, good have um, you um no have so you ever this, done... will, this will be our first time okay okay great um yeah it's a it, it's a lot of fun i remember i before i ever did i was like man like you know that chemicals and shit you know i don't want to get into that but then the first time i grew you know like tomatoes hydroponically i was like oh my god where what have i been missing out on like it's just amazing like the speed and like oh it, it, it's so awesome um, i'm really curious to hear about that uh that so it's gonna be like outdoors is that like a, a the, the high um, um sorry derailing a little bit but um is that like a drip a drip system or what kind of system is that i'm not familiar with that one is it like a tower system so this is gonna be a it, it's like a kit right it's called the lf1 and uh, we got a really good deal on it because they're actually presenting a block at the virginia event for the homesteading and freedom and skill building workshop so um, I'll be getting that in. We got one on site. We got it set up. It, it's, it's running right now. Um, so we'll be harvesting vegetables, hopefully harvesting vegetables and, you know, like lettuce and stuff off that during the Virginia event coming up. Um, but I'll be bringing mine home after that. So I'll pick mine at the event. So we've already got one, um, on site and then I'm going to be bringing one back to Texas, but it's going to be an indoor system. Okay. Very cool um okay sorry I, I might have thrown you off there a little bit <laughs> you're listing your uh listing your project no, you're good you're good um let's see. uh i went through the animals horses goats uh chickens bees rabbits uh we have uncensored tickle and canine training academy here on the same home so we also uh, have three large dogs in the house we have a uh, shepherd and we have two silver labs um, so we do dog training, uh, we, in the aquaponics, we, you know, farm fish. So we have uh, a variety of koi in the aquaponics tanks. And then we have, uh, fish that we have netted out of the pond that are reproducing and, and making more fish. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, man, that's, we, we, we have people here. We, we had an event in April and we had what, 40, 50 people come and attend from all over the United States to learn how we do what we do here on the farm. So rub elbows with us, break bread with us and, you know, sip whiskey with us around the fire pit. And it was a, a fantastic time, man. So, um, that that's was the culmination people. of probably, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, awesome. that's not staff. That's, it, that was, that was attendees and presenters. So were they all like so regular all listeners up. of like your show or did they come from like other like, did you source them out from other places as well? Or is, I mean, that's a pretty good turnout. People actually come out, man. That's awesome. So m most of the people were either listeners of the show or, you know, they were affiliated. Like um, we had Pat from Uncensored Tactical coming and he was training with Fortress Canine. So he reached out to Fortress Canine and said, hey, do you want to 
you know, do you want to come attend this event? And of course, Fortress Canine said yes. And it was a huge hit. Uh, everybody that was here for the, uh, the April event got to see me get attacked by two of Fortress Canine's top dogs. And that was, that was intense, bro. Like, <laughs> I love that. that was man, that, but that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was an adrenaline rush, the likes of which I've never experienced before. So, um, I'm definitely down to, to take that ride again, but man, when those dogs come at you, it's like, there's a dog standing about 50 feet away. And then all of a sudden there's a dog on in your face. So, um, but yeah, man, it, uh, we, so not only do we talk about it, we don't just talk the talk on the show and on Instagram, we walk the walk, we teach the skills, we answer the questions. I mean, I'm, I'm, my discord is a closed discord. It's for subscribers only. And those subscribers can text me at two o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the morning and whatever it is, man, if, if I can help, I drop what I'm doing to help them out. Hell yeah. Providing value. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so you have another event coming up. Uh, this one's going to be in Virginia. Uh, when is, when is that one scheduled and are there still tickets or seats or spots or whatever you call it available? Yep. So it's a uh, freedom and farm setting. That's what the event is called. I keep calling it the event. It's called freedom and farm setting. The first one was called freedom and farm setting 2021. And this is just going to be 2021.2. Um, we had, like I said, Fortress K9 attended. They liked it so much. They invited us to come to the proving grounds in uh, uh, Oviedo, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, January of 2022. And one of our students enjoyed it so much that he said, I have a gym. We'll sponsor the event. You will host the event and, you know, come bring this to Virginia. So the people that couldn't attend can, you know, attend in the mid Atlantic region. So I said, all right, man, cool. Let's, let's do it. So we're doing that. We're going to Virginia, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We'll actually be there a couple of days early and mosey on back down through the Blue Ridge mountains and see the, the foliage starting to change colors down the, you know, the Atlantic coast on our way back and uh yeah dude so it's gonna be three days um we are gonna talk uh we're being hosted by a crossfit gym so we're gonna talk you know real talk real bones from from somebody who owns a gym and is in the gym every single day you know how significant a diet is how significant it you know what you're doing workout wise is you know do you do a lot of weight short reps you know you know small sets or do you do you know like so we're going to talk about health and wellness and fitness. We're going to talk about trapping and snaring. Uh, we're going to talk about hydroponics. Uh, we're going to talk about preserving food. So we're actually going to have uh, one, two, three, four, four to five different preservation, food preservation methods, like for long-term storage that we're going to be demoing. Um Let's see, we're going to be talking canine lifestyle, so owning a protection dog, and, and we're going to be demoing some of the work that the dogs are doing here on the, on the farm. Uh, we're going to be talking homestead tools and homestead skills like, you know, felling trees and, you know, doing fencing and, you know, just labor-saving devices. This is um, one of the biggest shows that I did. One of, they got the most views was labor-saving devices on a homestead. And so we have an addendum to that show, uh, just haven't recorded it yet, but we're going to be taking a bunch of uh, tools to Virginia to let people play with and stuff like that. And uh, it's going to be great, man. It's, uh, it's going to be three days of food, fellowship, freedom, and just, you know, learning from one another. 
Um, and then we're going to cap it all off. Hive Technologies is going to, um, they're going to give us a presentation and a factory tour at the end. So Sunday afternoon, we're, we're taking a factory tour through the, uh, the Hive manufacturing facility. So we get to see thousands and thousands of square feet of operational hydroponic growing, like industrial, you know, setups. So That's dude, it's going to be awesome. awesome. I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big nerd for like that show, how it's made, you know, like I love, uh -huh. um, getting to go to like, you know, just see how shit's done in my current job. I do, I get to go like, just see a lot of industry and like, I, I just love it, man. It's, it's so cool getting to see just how, how, how shit's made, <laughs> you know? Um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. So man, that's a, that, that's great. I would love to, um, attend the, uh, the snaring and trapping one. I've been actually having to learn a little bit of that on my own <laughs> here recently with uh, some coyote problems we've been having. But I, uh, I want to learn so, how, to, how to trap bunnies because we have so many wild bunnies here. I don't want to bother raising them. I just want to trap them so I can eat them. So that's actually not that hard. Um, Appalachian Agorist on Instagram is going to be teaching our block on trapping. Um, and then I'm going to piggyback on his block. And I'm actually going to talk from a, from a search and rescue and from like a canine handler and a, um, like a search and rescue, like a ground pounder and a, 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 a mountain biker. Um, I'm going to talk about hazards. So there comes a time um, during search and rescue and when you're running dogs and, and, and you're, you know, you're covering undeveloped and, you know, quote unquote wild terrain, you're going to come across places and things that people have out there in undeveloped territory because they don't want people to find it like grow fields and meth houses and stuff like that. And some of the things that you're going to run across that you know any hiker or any backpacker you know like if you see a roll of bailing wire on the you know on the side of the path you're gonna be like well cordage man like i you know there's so much i can do i'm gonna grab that bale of wire well what if it's attached to an ied right so you know there's there's that you know fish hooks at eye level for human beings and dogs and stuff like that so we're not only going to talk trapping and you know stuff like that we're going to talk environmental hazards in you know some of the stuff to watch out for because you know the the, the reality is is that sooner or later you're going to cross into somebody's territory or somebody something somewhere that somebody thinks is their territory and they're not going to want you there so that can be on the at hiking that can be down in the you know in the florida in the sticks here in texas that can be anywhere so recognizing instead of just being like oh i'm going to pick up that piece of trash and be environmentally you know conscious well <laughs> that's not always a good idea so uh but we're going to talk a lot of stuff man um we are uh yeah so um i guess let me get out of my own way here we got about six eight seats left for this thing that we're willing to take because we're getting to our limit uh with staff and students but we do have a handful of seats left um the seats are six hundred dollars a piece uh and that covers your food drinks uh we got a nice air-conditioned two-stall bathroom trailer so ladies got their own air-conditioned bathroom guys got their own bathroom uh your parking's included in that all your freebies that are gonna you know swag's gonna be included um let's see parking camping food all of your food all of your drinks uh people always bring like whiskey and cigars and you know other adult stuff um to you know trade amongst themselves and you know share between each other and stuff like that so uh, we're going to do that but um it's dog friendly 
are, are you know, it's, it's, it's pet friendly. Um, it's going to be family friendly. Um, it's, you know, we, we, we want people to come and attend this thing and, and become a part of this community and start taking the principles they learn to, you know, build more freedom, build more resiliency in their lives. And then, you know, hopefully they become seed crystals in their community and start building stronger communities. It, yes. Uh, that's, that's great, man. I actually, I love this kind of stuff. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's actually making real differences in people's lives, you know, and, you know, of course that's, you know, the greater good, it's better for everybody when, you know, a few of us are, are just, uh, you know, more prepared and kind of like batteries of resources, uh, you know, when things get crazy. Uh, then that's great. I wish I could attend the Virginia one. I won't be able to, but I am definitely looking forward to the, uh, to the Florida one, which I believe is going to be in January. Uh, we will definitely talk about that again when we get a little closer to that. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. You've already, you've already made a commitment to me on that. Yes. Yes. I definitely want to be a presenter there. Um, so that is, that's very exciting to be able to do something and help spread a little bit of, you know, you know, let other people learn from my mistakes, <laughs> you know, spread Absolutely. a little bit of the, the, the shit that I've learned and everything. So that should be pretty cool. So yeah, if anybody wants to come hang out with, uh, with us in Florida, um, be sure to hit me up or hit uh, Texas Joe up and uh, we will make that happen. But again, we'll talk about that when we get a little closer to that. We'll get through the Virginia one. Hey guys, quick pause here to tell you about our sponsor, Devault Cryptocurrency. Ticker symbol DVT is a low cap coin with a market cap around 900,000. So there could be room for opportunity here. Not financial advice, but we really like this project. Yeah, the Devault Core Wallet is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, very user friendly, super easy to use with cold staking rewards. So it's like getting interest. Um, they're working on privacy with Terraform, also uh, DeFi to decentralize and replace financial institutions. So go ahead and check them out over at devault.cc and get you a Devault Core Wallet today. Also, be sure to check out the show notes to find exchanges that they are traded on. With that said, let's get back to the show. So, uh, man, so that, that's great. Um, uh, let's, um, let's, okay, so before we start talking about your farm, uh, you had another announcement. Do we want to talk about that? Oh, man, it's up to you. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that, man. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, that makes it sound bad. Let's just just so we can focus on homesteading. Let's go ahead and talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I haven't even really made this announcement on my own show. My, you know, my 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 paid Discord uh, or my paid subscribe star people know about it and stuff like that. But I haven't really made this announcement. Um, so while we're on the topic of homesteading, I have actually finished two um, homesteading kids or homesteading for kids it's 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 children's base books that are you know they they have the projects that we've completed for our homestead here in texas um as the focal point my kids are actually the the main characters of the books uh and our family from our own experience we have just written these stories based on our experience of, of doing the various projects around the homestead and you know they um they make your, they make your house stronger. They make your family stronger. Um, they make your community stronger. You know, um, I, I work in principles on homesteading and, and homesteading tips. Um, I work in, um, you know, principles of freedom and preparedness and, you know, self-ownership and, you know, personal liberty and, 
you know, I, I also homeschool. So my kids, you know, some of the dialogue in the book is about them, you know, stuff they've learned in homeschool and stuff like that. So it's just, it's books about my kids and my kids' experiences growing up on homestead. And it's written for other kids and families to read together. And at the end of every book with the salutation, um, saying thank you for reading the book, we're actually including plans for every one of the projects that we, as our family, complete in the books. You'll be getting plans and cut lists and build lists for each of the projects that we knock out in the books. So that's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm trying, like, I'm do them. <laughs> I'm on the edge of like being emotional here because it's, man, it's been a long, long time and I've put my heart and soul into these books, man. And I, I just, I hope that it makes a difference. Um, I saw what Connor Boyack did with uh, the Tuttle twins and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to take them out of the market. I'm just trying to, to do the same thing and provide value to, you know, families that don't know how to go about this, man. Cause it's one thing to watch it on YouTube. It's something completely different to have the plans in your hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, like you were saying about the Tuttle twins, like, yeah, no, it's, we need more of this, like for, you know, children, you know, especially there's, we have the, what is it? 13,000 hours of government indoctrination camps <laughs> to compete with. Mm-hmm. So anything like this is a, is definitely a plus. So are these like, is this like a, obviously it's based on things that you guys know. Is it like fiction quote unquote, or is it like instructional, the the nature of these books? No. So this is fiction. Okay. Um, okay. It's, story like I said, it, it's centered around. Okay. Right. So it's, it's loosely, you know, based on our experiences doing these projects. And then, you know, like we have, the characters going out and interacting with other members of their community and, you know, um, getting input and, you know, just completing tasks and meeting people and, and building strong community. That's something that's major on IKC and something that, you know, is a big deal in our lives. So we work in all those different principles and we work in, you know, all those different, you know, aspects and stuff like that without being preachy or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like trying to use a kid's book as a pulpit or, you know, any of that stuff so um but yeah so those the first two books in the series and i don't know how many books are going to be in the series um i've got this magic number of 12 in my head but i don't know it may be more than that um the first two of this of the the series homestead kids has gone to the editor and so we're once we get it back from editing we're going to go through you know formatting and we're going to go through illustration I'm, i'm talking to an illustrator right now so um compassion canvas um we're talking to them right now we're talking to her um about being our illustrator and it may work out may not uh but we're these books are coming out come hell or high water um i i it just it has to be done you know it's 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 a labor of love and it's you know i I just this is my line in the sand man like I'm, i'm i'm not running from here you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to leave a legacy and I'm, I, dude, I don't care if it's, if I change, I don't have to change the world, man. As long as I change the world for a handful of families and they live a better life, then it's, it's worth it. You know? Oh yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's the best you can do. And I mean, it's, and I mean, it's like, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons I'm going to gorse, you know what I mean? Because you're going to make way more of a difference bringing freedom to people. Even it's just a couple people, 
in your life than you ever could by casting a vote. You know what I mean? It's a uh, right. You know, it's it's just the way to go. You know, we're out here grinding it out, making shit happen, and I fucking love it. And I I also got to say, I love how you you get like emotional about stuff like I do too. It makes me feel a little better about myself. <laughs> See, like, well, I mean, it's like from time to time, man, and I totally get it. So I love that. Hell yeah! You know, like I'm not gonna stand out on the street corner and with a with a bullhorn and force feed you liberty and awareness mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that like f- personal freedom and self-ownership like i'm not gonna force feed you that shit if you want to stay in you know like you want to you want to stay blind you want to stay asleep and you want to stay controlled good on you you go do that yeah me and my family <laughs> not so much well i mean it's a to believe in freedom i mean you got to leave people the freedom to you know if they want somebody to rule them sure you know just leave me alone dude that's all i want <laughs> we try and make as much of our you know our everyday actions voluntary as we possibly can you know there, there's there's times in everybody's life where they got no choice but to go along you know like you gotta you, you gotta you know do all this stuff like you gotta carry insurance you gotta you know have your car inspected you gotta you know like do all this stupid stuff you know like you have to and you know like you have to be involved with the state but where we can opt out, where we opt out, we opt out and we, we find as a source locally or through somebody we know, even if it takes two or three iterations or it takes twice as long or it costs twice as much, you know, I, I put my money where the value is, you know, I could shop around to take car insurance. For example, I could shop around for car insurance and I get a way better rate, but how many of y'all out there can call your agent, your agent, and make a policy change at 3.30 in the morning, call her on her cell phone and make a change to your policy at 3.30 in the morning. And yeah. she always takes my call. So I could probably get insurance for a third of the cost, but I, I keep my money where, where my value lies, you know, where, you know, people that think like me and live like me and, you know, believe the things that I believe in, that's who gets my money. So... Yeah, it's nice to be able to uh, to make decisions, uh, you know, in, in that regard too. You know, it's a uh, with everything being so like corporatized and everything. You know, everything's fucking chain. You know, and it's so hard to you know yeah. spend your money somewhere where it's like I want where I want to spend it. You know, but I you know you I do the best I can if I see someone selling barbecue on the side of the road, I'm gonna try and pull over there for lunch instead of you know going to Mickey D's or something. Besides any other reasons, you shouldn't eat at Mickey D's, but. Um, but just an example. Oh, so <laughs> bro, I still shop on Amazon. I still go to yes. Walmart. Like I, I, I'm just saying it's you yeah. Know, well, you, I mean, take... sometimes it's within. Where, where the hell else do you buy an SD card other than Walmart or Amazon? If I needed to go buy an SD card, where where else would I do it? I don't even know. Man, Best Some Buy, Target. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like yeah, man. I mean, you can only do you know so much. But then there's sometimes like okay, it's so like I get I do get a little like, um it's a little tough sometimes like, okay, so I run an e-commerce site and I have friends who do that and they sell on like Amazon and stuff and they do very well selling on Amazon. And they're like, man, get your stuff on Amazon, get your stuff on Amazon. And I'm like, Oh, like I probably should, but then, you know, then everything's more more KYC banking. You know what I mean? I do a lot of cryptocurrency sales and stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's like, where's the line between being principled and, you know, being smart, like, part of me just wants to be like, fuck it. I'll take money from wherever. If I want to do business with Amazon, but then there's part of me, it's like, oh, if I can avoid doing business with Amazon and whatever. So I don't know, man, I guess, I guess it just depends on, you know, person to person and what their situation is uh, too with stuff like that. But it's, you know, they're, I guess the point I'm getting at is, yeah, there's always a little bit that you got to deal with in the system while it exists, you know, and, and 
opt out where you can or where it makes the most sense, I suppose. Well, I mean, you know, dude, freedom and self-ownership is inconvenient. That's why everybody yeah. is like, here, take my freedom, take my, you know, dude. take my freedom of movement, take all this stuff and, and keep me safe. Yeah. <laughs> Here's I, the thing, right? Like you're in control of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're in, you know, you're responsible for providing for yourself, keeping yourself safe and all that stuff. When you trade your freedom and your privacy for security, you don't get any of them. Mm-hmm. So, well, I had a friend recently I was talking to and he's like, oh, yeah, me and my family, we're all getting the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, it just makes sense because, you know, before long, you're not gonna be able to do anything without it. So, you know, it just is what it is. And it's like my exact thing. Like I'm sort of um, uh, passive aggressive. I was like, yeah, man, uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty hard to have principles, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but same it's inconvenient thing. when, yeah. uh, you know, when those principles come in direct conflict with, you know, your. Uh, your, you know, like your livelihood or, yeah. you know, when your, when your principles come in, you know, uh, when they come into conflict with your free child care that people call public school, because mm-hmm. we've had that happen, you know, that's why we're homeschoolers now. And it's a, it's a pain in the butt. You know, I come home from a day's worth of work, you know, and kids are, you know, here with, with, you know, uncle Pat and, you know, they're doing their work and they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm stuck on algebra too. And I'm like, <laughs> you miss me with that. Cause <laughs> I never I made mean, it I, algebra too. <laughs> right, like I can do rabbit math and I can do chicken math, you know, like <laughs> I can run an $80,000, you know, computer and, and, you know, a $50,000 piece of uh, software and make million dollar oil refineries, you know, like I can, I can do that, you know, like I can whatever, but you miss me with that algebra too, yeah. you know? <laughs> so there's, like I said, there's, you know, there's convenience, and when you trade your, your choice, your, you know, your self-ownership, your security, your, you know, when you trade all of that for convenience, it, it's a trap, man. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. So, so raising, uh, raising some of your own food and everything, that can tend to be horribly inconvenient compared to just going down and buying, you know, really cheap stuff at the grocery store. Um, what, uh, as, as, as far as you guys with all your critters and, and veggies and stuff, do you guys do things just for the family or do you do any sort of like market sales or, or, or anything like that? So we typically don't sell much. Um, like we will sell the hell out of eggs because our grills do really well in the system mm-hmm. that we have. Uh, but normally, man, it's like we just we, we produce what we can to cut off or cut out of, you know, or to augment what we buy and what we have saved, you know, Um it it would surprise Americans to know how much time and effort it takes to produce even a quarter of the food you consume and how much space that requires. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You could intensively manage to do a quarter acre and you could produce a lot of your own food, but you ain't going to be doing much else. Like unless you automate everything and you just have the best luck, right? Cause like my raised bed gardens, and even my aquaponics, like if, if my, you know, my wife, my AKA, my catalyst for change mows, I've got weeds everywhere. So like these people have got these sexy raised bed gardens and these aquaponics systems, they ain't got no weeds and all this stuff. Like good for y'all. That ain't, that ain't me. You're just cleaning you know, up for the I, photo. I, yeah. I, I look at it and two days later, it's like four feet tall overgrown with weeds. I'm like, what the, f-? yeah, come on, man. You know, like <laughs> it's terribly inconvenient, but you know, when, when you get to teach your kids, 
that they don't have to, you know, like they're, they're only, you know, and it's not even kids, man. We have adults come over here and you, it's that light bulb moment, man. When you see the light go on in their eyes and they're like, I don't have any other option besides going to the store. You know, like when you see that light bulb go on and, and they realize, Hey, I do, I can take some of this into my own hand and be responsible. You know, like I can, I can, I can take some self-ownership and what's going into my body. You know, that's, that's priceless, man. Like I had, I had four dudes show up at uh, uh, Virginia. I'm sorry, not Virginia. Um, I had four dudes show up here in April for the, for the first farm setting event. And well, I had more than that, but you know, I, I taught my rabbit presentation and then I pulled out a custom knife, which, you know, that's another cool thing we'll talk about later, whatever. MT knives makes a custom knife for every um, IKC event. Um, so I pull out the custom knife and I'm like, right, who wants to see, who wants to actually see me butcher a rabbit? Well, every hand went up and I'm like, okay, who wants to actually butcher a rabbit? Half the hands went down. And I said, okay, of you half the hands that are still up, who has not ever butchered a rabbit? And four hands, four or five hands stayed up. So those people got to dispatch, clean, and butcher a rabbit. And that rabbit went into a Shinerbach braised rabbit stew with uh, garden vegetables, like root vegetables, like potatoes and onions and carrots and stuff like that. And we actually had that for dinner one night. So, but to have that, you, you, you change the, the synapse, you, you change the path, you, you, you rework the, the lines that have been drawn by public school and a lifetime of consumption and a lifetime of, you know, just in time inventory. And and you start changing those pathways in the brain and you see the light come on and people are like, Oh, hold on a second. I don't have to depend on somebody else to provide my food. I won't starve as long as I can find this resource and do this for myself. So it, it, you know, it comes back to the Bible, right? Like you can give a man a fish or you can teach him to fish and he can feed himself. And that's dude, that's what we're all about. I like teaching people to fish. Absolutely. You know, one of the points that, uh, that you made there that, that I love is that yeah, people don't realize how much work, you know, goes into so much of that, that stuff you know but once you realize how much better it is and you start eating it or doing it for yourself like i get to where suddenly it's like ten dollars a pound for beef isn't like out of the question for me if it's grass-fed you know what i mean like if it i'm not gonna pay the whatever whatever regular grocery store crap beef goes for these days i don't even know um it's it's i don't want to eat that you know like i'm gonna like i'm gonna eat grass-fed beef you know and that's really one of the things like for us at, at our farm is like, like the meat, you know, like we want, we want good meat. I just can't go back to grocery store meat. So we even like trades, so like we raise chicken, you know, we don't have enough space for cows, but we trade with somebody local who does grass fed beef. You know, we trade them chicken and Turkey for, for beef, you know, and it, and it works out great. And I just, it, it does. I mean, it changes the, the whole worldview, you know, <laughs> just, how, just how everything works and, and what it takes to survive. You know, when uh, a little over a year ago, when the coup started going down, like we got a lot more business because people were going to the grocery store and shit wasn't there, you know, and they're like, or oh, man, they I- had purchase restrictions. You could only buy yeah. three meat products and that included hot dogs that included lunch meat and that included bacon. And once you got those three, that's like all you can get. Yeah, so, so we we had a lot of people. Yeah, we have like, a uh, make friends with the farmer, dude. Because <laughs> when shit like that happens, you know, yeah. you want the yeah. dude with a thousand pounds of meat in his freezer. 
Well, we lucked out, man. We, uh, um, it was right as, you know, it was right as COVID kicked off or whatever. Like we were, uh, no, it was, it was before COVID. We were just eating dinner one night and, uh, there was a storm roll in and, uh, our neighbors next door raised cattle. They got some of the best looking Simbra beef you can put your eyes on, man. Like they came over and actually did uh, a presentation for us at the, the April event. And oh, cool. I can, bur- I can burst your bubble on grass fed beef. Like <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a sham. So unless you know where it's coming from, like, We'll, we'll get into that in a different episode, but uh, well, no, no, hold, had, on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Are you saying that grass-fed beef is like, or are you just saying that like when you buy it in the store, it might not actually be grass-fed beef? Or are you saying that you just don't care about that you don't like grass-fed beef? No, no, I, I love grass-fed beef because I that's I try and eat that, but okay. that stuff you buy at the store that's labeled as grass-fed beef, it can be raised. It, it might not be grass finished, right? <laughs> Isn't that no, 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 no. So the for to get that label to mm-hmm. get that designation as grass fed, it only has to be on grass for the last month, two months of its life. Ah, so it can gotcha. it can have been raised in a feedlot, nose to asshole with other cows. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the everything they do to keep those cows healthy in that environment, and they can be bought at auction, way, way, way under 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 uh, underweight. You know, stick them out on a pasture real nut lush thick green just picturesque pasture let them cows sit out there and eat that pasture for the last 30 you know last two months of their life 30 to 60 days then that's still considered grass-fed beef that's gotcha. the shit you bought at the grocery yeah. store yeah to- okay totally on board totally on board yeah man and yeah <laughs> you're right we could do a whole episode but uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with your poultry labeling especially and all the how it's just all a scam you know like the free range and what that means and this and that yeah it is so like you said yeah, the best the best thing is to know the farmer go somewhere where you can go fucking visit you know and that's oh dude that, i went on a that, rant on instagram yeah. <laughs> i went on a rant a couple of days ago on instagram about the usda grading for eggs uh-huh. That dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> know your farmer, folks. Buy local. Yeah, yeah, yeah de- def- definitely the way. Go somewhere you can go visit. That's my thing. Like, dude, like I'm totally open door, man. If you want, if you're a customer of mine or a potential customer, come on over. You can you can see how we process. You can see how I raise stuff. And a lot of times, people, you know, they like they expect things to be much more. Um, how should I say? Uh, you know, like perfect. Like, you know, it's like I had a, a lady call me and she was opening a restaurant and, you know, I told her how we do our chickens and they're raised outside on grass, on pasture, but we have to supplement with commercial feed, you know? And she's like, oh, well, I want something that's chickens that are just pasture, just fed like pasture stuff. I'm like, well, you're not going to find that. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, you ever you, seen chickens that are yeah. just pasture? Yeah. Do, do you want to eat? Do you want to, you want chickens you have to cook for four hours for your customers? No. You know, you want a broiler chicken and that, you know, the amount they eat. And, and, you know, she got it. Some people get it. Some people don't. Once I explained it to her and she, you know, understood, but, and I mean, I got to admit, dude, like when I started doing this, I'm like, I'm only going to water my veggies with virgin rainwater and, you know, this and that never use any sort of, you know, pest control device, you know, and this and that. And then, you know, you get a little bit of, you know, you get a little into it and you're like, okay, well, you know. You got to do what you got to do to make it work. And it was the same thing with doing like the, like the chickens. We started doing just heritage breed chickens and, you know, for us it was fine, but you know, you end up with three pound birds. It takes six months to raise and you have to slow cook them to eat them. And then it's like, you start doing the broilers and it's like, okay, well, this is a good middle ground. I can cook it like a regular chicken, but it has much better texture than grocery store meat, even though it's the same kind of bird, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, uh, 
So I don't know how we got on that, but uh, but yeah, know know your farmers, guys, for real. That's that's the way to do it. If you can go to the farm and you can visit it, then that's excellent. Or yeah, just just some way to um to have some sort of line and where it's coming from. Because yeah, if you get it from the grocery store, and I do admit when we can't get our local grass-fed beef from our friends, uh, yeah, we will buy ground beef from the grocery store and it's grass-fed. And I know it's not ideal, but it's better than the regular shit, hopefully. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, that that really is the only way to know for sure. Um, so as far as doing like, let's say. One of the things I really wanted to talk to you about particularly was bunnies. And one of the reasons that I like the idea of doing bunnies for meat is because I'm to understand that if you have like next to like quail, like if like as far as like space it takes up, if you can live in like a suburban kind of area on like, a, you know, a quarter acre or less and have like a battery of like rabbit cages or like quail or something um, and actually pr- have a relatively sustainable like meat source for yourself. Uh, do you have any input on that for bunnies uh, or... Or what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, it's it's totally doable. It's totally doable. And there's guys, you know, um, shout out to Nick Klein at Hostile Hair. Um, Nick actually did a talk several years ago for this thing called the Survival Summit. And I listened to that interview probably 150,000 times. And I always said that we wanted rabbits. We got rabbits. We've proven the method you know, we, we've, we've, I've actually got somebody courting me to buy me out of my rabbit business right now that lives in Oklahoma. So, um, it, you know, it, will it produce, (laughs) bro, (laughs) there's not much that multiplies faster than rabbit math. That is the joke. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, if you know, and it really, so for us, like, like we, we've had the rabbits for man, two years and we still got 15 out there we could take our thing we could take our operation from 15 rabbits to over 100 rabbits in a matter of a couple of months oh wow um so it you know it will it produce absolutely it will will it you know is is it something that can be done in like a neighborhood or you know somewhere where you're not allowed to you know necessarily allowed to raise your food absolutely um for us um, we're, con- we're honestly considering getting out of the rabbit game. And the only reason that we're considering getting out of the rabbit game is because they are the most finicky animal system we have on the farm. You know, I've heard they can be little like one of the reasons that I've been hesitant is because I'm so far south and I've heard they don't do well in heat. Um, but I don't know. And so they can they can go sterile. Right. And, and extreme cold or extreme heat they will go sterile and it comes back once the temperature moderates, but you know, they can get to where they they won't take, or even if they do breed that, you know, it it doesn't stick. Um, Heat for them is dude, you, you have to manage their heat. They, they do better with colder temperatures, but you have to, you dude, ice bottles, moving air, man, you, you want to keep them cool. Um, We actually had one of my, yeah, one of my clients come that has bought rabbits from us before came the other day to pick up rabbits. And we're like, man, we just, we butchered a bunch of bucks we didn't need at the April event. You know, we've sold off, um, you know, we've sold off does and we're just down to our core production rabbits and a couple of young does that haven't been proven yet. And so, you know, they were, that's not what they were looking for. And as we went to walk through the rabbitry, we, you know, I immediately, when I walked up to it, I, I smelled it and I'm like, there's something dead. Mm. And, you know, I went back to my kids. I'm like, when's the last time you, you know, 
and they're like, we checked on them this morning, you know, and dude, it's, it, you know, it, it, it happens. I mean, you have to understand, dude, we're in Texas. It's 80 to 100 degrees every day. And even when the sun goes down, it's still in the 80s at night. That just the, the you know, the, the goats that are weak, they die. The chickens that are weak, they die. The rabbits that are weak, they die. You know, and it's it's part of it. And that's, that's one of the things that we talk about in homesteading is, you know, everybody sees the lovey-dovey, romantic, really sexy stuff on Instagram. But, you know, like me and Nick Klein at Hostel Hair, we're talking via email. And it's like, you know, what's homesteading like? Yo, homesteading's like, babe, put your boots on and hold this flashlight for me. It's three o'clock in the morning. We got an animal dying. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you man. come out the next morning and you've got a horse you've been raising for, for two years. You haven't got to ride yet and it's dead from colic. Are you, you know, Hurricane Harvey, we had a fence fall. We were talking about the grass-fed beef earlier. We were, we had went out to dinner and we had a storm roll in and our neighbors next door, that's how we ended up with all the meat we have in our freezer right now. They had three of their best cows get hit by lightning while they're standing underneath the tree. So oh, home, yeah, homesteading's that great. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Homes, homesteading's great, man. It's, it's a, it's an awesome way to live, but it will, it will take every, every drop of the blood, sweat, and the tears that you have. It'll take every ounce of effort. It'll take everything you have and demand that you give more. And there's days where you would trade it all because of failure and failure is part of it. Yeah, you man. Know, it's, and, you know, you know it going into it, right? Like, especially in animals, like, you know, some people don't. Day you're going to have, I mean, I'd hope they know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that you're going to have to dispatch an animal at some point. You're going to have to put something down that you love, you know, and it's, Bro, you know, how many people call me and they're like, like hey, I got goats. And I'm like, okay, why are you giving away your goats? They're like, because I had one die and I'm, I'm not going to deal with any more death. And I'm like, yeah. what were you thinking was going to happen? Like, all these roads, okay? Like, I don't know if you noticed or not, right? But life in general for everything, mammal, amphibian, you know, whatever, humans, life is a sexually transmitted disease. And it's 100% fatal for everything that breathes air. Yep. So what were you thinking when you got into this? Like... <laughs> You know, and of course, people are like, well, it's something I did. It's not anything necessarily that you did. Don't blame yourself. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, at, here in Texas, we have a harsh environment. Some animals are weak and they just can't stand it. They, they can't handle it. And that's nature thinning out the herd. So, you know, um, um, Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> um, it, yeah, you know, like, um, like, so they, like getting used to stuff, you know, like dying, like it's, it's going to happen, you know, and, and, you know, you, you have to, you know, you have to deal with it. And, you know, when you said they go like, you know, it's not necessarily anything you did wrong and that's usually the case, but it is, it is tough. Cause like when I'll have, okay, good example. We had a real bad coyote problem this summer, a couple months back and, it took a lot of our birds. It took a lot of birds that I've had for a long time that had names that weren't going to be on anybody's plate. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, I mean, I'm setting traps. I have cameras. I spent the night out there, you know, several times and he's just like, you know, late night patrols and this and that. And it gets so frustrating and I get, I feel so bad, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm responsible for these animals and not just in their sense, like this is like my livelihood too. You know what I mean? So it, 
it does get very like you know it can get very stressful and very emotional and you know i get i can get people not wanting to do it you know i, I, def, I definitely can um there's you know a lot of people you know they go who don't who don't do this kind of thing like oh it's easy and it's fun like you said the cute pictures on instagram and one of the running jokes around our house is uh the meme you probably seen floating around where it's like if we all just grew one thing and then traded amongst ourselves we could all eat for practically <laughs> free and it's like okay like so who grows the carrots versus the tomatoes that's way different amounts of work and then obviously it's a lot of work and you're right. growing a hundred people's worth you know this is all sorts of you know things then of course the other joke is like oh yeah they discover capitalism you know but like um <laughs> but that's sort of the running joke because it's like yeah man this shit's a lot harder than people who don't do it realize and i'm not saying it's not totally rewarding i'm not saying it's not totally worth it you know i definitely think it is for a multitude of reasons but uh but yeah man uh it's there, there are definitely some some harsh realities uh for for sure and you know even if you go into it knowing that you're gonna have to deal with it man when you when you actually have to, you know, like the first time we processed chickens, you know, the first few times we processed chickens was, it was emotionally taxing, you know, it was yep. very stressful, you know, like I, I, I don't typically smoke like cigarettes, but like on processing days, I smoke cigarettes, you know, <laughs> like I, you know, like it, it gets my nerves a little bit, you know, like I don't like killing things, but I'm not going to stop eating meat. So I'm going to, raise our own because I, I the grocery store food is just so cruel that I can't you know I can't deal with that so um but yeah man it's it, there's definitely some there's definitely some getting used to you know and all that stuff for sure but but the more that uh, a great great thing about like the things that that you're doing like with these uh with these uh, uh trainings um is helping get people the confidence to, to do it themselves, you know, and again, like, like podcasts and stuff too, like helping people Absolutely. give them the confidence to do it when you can have a support group where people have questions. And it's just like, you know, like in the discords and stuff, like I say, like on our key base and stuff down here, it's like, if anybody has any homesteading stuff, hit me up, you know what I mean? And let's see what we can do to figure it out. And I will do the best I can because, you know, I just want to help. Hey, here's some mistakes. I'm not like a big guru, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I can at least tell you, here's mistakes I've made, <laughs> you know, and, let's help you learn from them. That's one of the biggest things I learned from uh, our presenter Fortress K9 at the event. Bro, nobody's a guru. And even the gurus, they suck too. Everybody yeah. sucks, bro. And yeah. everybody has bad days. You know, you, you know, people don't see like it took 27,000 takes to get that picture for Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I even posted, um, I posted something about my dogs, man, on Instagram the other day. And I'm like, to hell with looking cool on Instagram. This is real. Like, I had somebody ask me, they're like, oh, you got a farm said, huh? Are you, you got a farm? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you and your wife kick it in the hay. And I'm like, no, the last time me and my wife spent any time sitting on our ass in the hay, we were bottle, you know, bottle nursing an animal, praying to God it didn't die. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people think when, when you say homestead and you say farmstead and that's another bit of yeah fucker, fuckery right there. Like the homesteaders are like, you can't call yourself a homestead. You're too big. And I'm like, whatever, go do something. I like the term farmstead, especially <laughs> because I do a little bit of commercial, but like, I don't care. Call yeah. yourself whatever you want. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the compound yeah. sounds cool too. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we got hey, well, we got to be easy with that because yeah, I know we I have know. some some members name. 
we well we had some members that came to the virginia event and like their their you know their wife and their mom are like calling and checking in they're like are you going to join going to texas to join a cult so that's where like the whole not a cult thing came <laughs> we even got the not url not a cult not run <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous man so, so how but, um... dude it was it was worth it man like go ahead Oh, I was gonna say, how's a house pad adjusting to the to life on the farm? Because that's not typically his bag, right? Who <laughs> is he enjoying it? Or he's doing a good job. He he's doing a good job, man. He's 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 doing a good job. It's it's um it is unlike anything he's ever, you know. It it's it's not it's not a lifestyle he's ever lived, you know. So there's like he's like, let me try this. I'm like, okay, this is the, all right. So here's what I need. These are the results I expect. And he's like, okay, cool. You know, and he, he struggles and he's like, let me do this on my own. Like, okay, cool. But do, do it. And then he's like, okay, I can't get this done. I can't make this work. How do I do this? And I show him and he's like, oh, like this. I'm like, yep. He's like, all right, cool. And never ask for help again. You know, I'm sure he's a very um, capable human. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. He, he is a very capable human, you know, and like I said, he's, you know, he's, he's taking care of things here on the farm. The biggest part of him being here is so that he has a place that he can build uncensored tactical, write his books and build canine trading Academy, Texas. And that was the big reason for him being here. Secondarily, he is helping us with the farm and he's here to help the kids with their homeschool and, you know, just make sure things are safe around here. So, you know, wife and I don't have to worry about going back to work full time. Right. We started homeschooling when we were working remotely. Everybody thought that remote work was going to keep going for ever indefinitely. Well, that didn't happen. Um, so, you know, we've got an adult here with the kids. We know everybody's safe, you know, it's dude <laughs> you try doing some sketchy shit on this thing on this farm <laughs> i feel sorry for you bro because yeah that'd be the one place to not fuck with <laughs> like yeah you're gonna have pat and two kids come out and everybody's gonna be strapped <laughs> you know oh, yeah so um but yeah dude he's he's doing great um you know i'd like my wife and i get up in the morning we leave a list of tasks that have to be completed and by the time we get home you know there's you know food on the on the uh, on the stove or there you know there's food ready to go we walk in do our thing take care of what we need to if anybody gets stuck on any particular thing or you know something like that they're like hey you know like so we had a we had an issue with the the watering system for the the chickens the other day and so pat and i just you know we got in it i showed him what i was doing he's like oh, okay cool yeah you know like he's enthusiastic about learning he's doing a great job and man, I have no complaints, you know, it's, uh, and dude, the, the change that I've seen in my two silver labs, my girls, dude, it's night and day difference. Professional dog. Like, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, security expert, mm -hmm. you know, we've been doing some CQC stuff. We, him and I are both firearm trainers. So we're going to start putting together. Y'all keep your eyes out. So we're going to start putting some firearm training classes together and touring around and, you know, doing classes and stuff like that. So there's going to be some stuff that comes out of IKC and out of Uncensored Tactical that you guys haven't seen yet. That's going to be coming out real soon. So excellent. That's exciting, uh, man. I'm I'm so happy that uh, that he's there and hopefully uh, 
we might find a new uh, a, a new lifestyle you know that's uh, that's really cool that makes me happy you know we recently actually got a roommate um at, at our farm and he's he's an old friend of mine or whatever um but um but it's been really nice he's not you know never been around like farming stuff you know so it's been so cool seeing him take to it and enjoy it so much and he uh he he does construction so just having somebody around here who's like you know can handle something if something goes awry you know it's been nice me and my wife have actually been able to leave the farm for a 24-hour period (laughs) or more for Mm -hmm. the first time in like five Mm -hmm. years having somebody staying here and it's just it's so weird when you actually get off the farm like oh wow this is what it's like to not have to i i gotta get home and do this and that and take care of the chickens and you know be able to relax a little bit man it's a I'm glad you brought that up. Those of you who thinks homesteading is sexy, give up on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't had, dude, we haven't had a proper vacation in three or four years, right? It's like, you don't trust anybody to come take care of your animals. And then if you do, you're like, you're always calling and checking in. You're like, hey, is everything okay? Everything good? (laughs) No big emergency happens, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there is, like I said, there is some times where it's like, hey, man, I'd, I got a dead chicken. It's like, cool, man. Does anybody else look like they're going to kick the bucket? Nope. All right. We'll deal with it when I get home, you know, throw it in the compost, but it's fine. <laughs> he, he has brought so much value to my life, man. And he's, he's helped us out so much and taking so much stress, just being here, taking so much stress off of my wife and I, that man, it's, I, I can't even, I can't even count the ways, you know, everything from, you know, keeping me accountable with IKC and my, you know, posts and recording and, you know, everything that I got going on to, you know, answering questions, you know, from the kids about homeschool, like he's doing it, man. So he's got the family without all the extra bull crap to go along with it. Right. Like he didn't have to (laughs) find somebody he's miserable with. He didn't, you know, like (laughs) have to go through childbirth and, you know, dirty diapers and all that. So he's got two kids that he's, they're like, self-sufficient you know like he just has to be he's got the cool part of life with him right so like he's teaching uh my he helps teach my my daughter to drive you know um he helps teach he's teaching my son to cook and my son doesn't know it but he's being trained right now as a canine handler and trainer and he just thinks it's fun playing with the dogs and, and uncle pat you know but he he will literally go into high school graduate high school with the quality of training that fortress canine puts in every one of their dogs so he will literally have a pedigree of training from joel and from pat at fortress canine and the the method that they use to train their dogs he'll have that before he even goes into high school and by the time he graduates he can be making six figures as a dog trainer and he just thinks it's fun it's a lifestyle bro like that's for a lot of people you know like they get into preparedness they get into homesteading and it's like a hobby right like no bro this is a lifestyle if you really want to build it to the the level that like me and dag are talking about and you really want to like you really want to take it there you have to integrate it you have to make it part of your lifestyle you have to live it you can't just talk the talk you got to walk the walk because you know that's the people you see they're like I'm getting out of blah, blah, blah. After a couple of years, you know, like I'm not prepping anymore because the zombie apocalypse didn't happen. Well, it wasn't going to bro. Like, (laughs) yeah. You know, like down here in Texas, we prepare for hurricanes and it just happens. So happens that when you prepare for a hurricane, deep preparedness for a hurricane, you're prepared for other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're prepared for a lot. I mean, 
I mean, well, yeah. really, like, what, what, so what, what are you prepared for for a hurricane? For me, it's basically just a long-term power outage. You know, that's our big thing for a hurricane. So, you know, that prepares yeah. you for any number, you know, like when the gas shortage thing happened, you know, a couple months ago or whatever. Dude, I had tons of gas, <laughs> you know, like I really wasn't sweating yeah. it that much, you know, like, okay, if the gas so I could, I could for tell a couple you days, I'll be fine. Three places I ain't going when there's a named hurricane, which we got one in the Gulf now, right? It's supposed to make landfall sometime Monday. They don't know where. Three places I'm not going to be, the bank, the grocery store, and the gas station, because y'all chumps are the ones that are going to be standing there, not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, a- a- absolutely, man. Um, so, uh, um, dude, uh, this is uh, this has all been great. Um, we're uh, we're coming up just about all time. Is there anything else that we wanted to cover today? Man, I, uh, dude, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm down to chill. I mean, we, we get on here, man, we did the security thing. It was almost two hours last time. So. Yeah 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 that was a good one um um let's see uh, but we could i mean we can save it dude we can we can wrap if you got any random questions or something like that we can go a little bit longer and then we can i mean i can always come back and do another episode oh yeah for know? sure um let's see okay <laughs> what um okay here we go what um what are like maybe some plans that you have like like for the future um of on on the on the farmstead there do you have any any okay okay here when you said something about like um oh it's not a hobby it's a lifestyle it's kind of funny because it kind of made me think it's like what is like basically it's like what ends up being my hobbies are just what's going to be a future like homestead project you know like oh this thing is new (laughs) so like we're we've got a thing i'm we're still working it out with some friends of ours but we might start planting a bunch of moringa trees here um i don't know if you're familiar with moringa but you i think you could probably actually grow where you're at but anyhow um but it's like yeah so it sort of starts off we're gonna dabble with a little bit see if it works out and if it does then we're gonna scale up and it might become like a businessy thing you know uh but um but yeah you sort of get into the lifestyle so much that like your yeah your hobbies or your hobbies just become more of the same thing that you're doing anyhow you know you start it, it, it's just your, it's just for fun you know <laughs> like this lifestyle yep. just becomes and everything so so yeah man what um what do you think you might be doing in the future um, so the next big thing that we have, uh, about three years ago, I, I bought three, uh, nukes. So I bought three beehives, um, during 2020, I had somebody call me and we had actually grown our beehives, um, and amassed a, I think it was like five or seven beehives. Um, and then the end of 2020, we had the freeze, we had a wax moth infestation and we got taken down to one beehive. And it was, that was one of those days, like I went out to check on my bees and they were gone. They were empty. The hives were cold. And I'm like, I called the bee lady that I found, you know, I was like, I called her crying. I'm like, I don't know what I did. You know, like I killed my bees, you know? And she's you like, you didn't kill your bees. They just left. No, we had seven. Oh, and I, when oh, I say geez. seven. We had seven with like two deep hive bodies, like bearding out, like and they, they all we harvested. Yeah. Well, all but one. Oh man. All because we had, we had a serious wax moth infestation. It was failure, bro. It was ab- abject failure. It was soul crushing. And I was on my way to an executive protection detail when I found the hives that morning. My wife's like, Hey, you should go check on your bees. So I went out there and they're gone. And I was like, that's thousands of dollars and years of loving and caring down the drain you know so i bought some more and uh we we actually we're up to 10 hives now um i hired a bee mentor and a coach and i offered him a cut of the profit so i offered him 25 percent of what we produce 
So we're going to lean heavily and we're going to try and double, if not triple the amount of hives we have in the next year, year and a half. And we're also going to get into queen rearing. And I told him that I would gladly pay him his asking price for one-on-one training. Didn't blink an eye when he threw out a figure. So I was like, whatever, I don't care. You know, teach me about my bees. These are my babies. Um, so he's like, man, you, he came out and he's like, you have everything that I want. And I'm like, careful what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, like he was so enthusiastic about it. My wife was like, Hey, let's, let's lean into it. Let's, let's, let's grow it. Let's, let's, you know, let's produce bees, you know? And it's like, all right, cool. Cause the bees are less work than anything else on this farm. No, no joke, man. Like you give them a couple hours a week just to check on them, make sure everybody's safe and healthy. And then you let bees do what bees do, you know? So she's like, let's, let's get rid of the high maintenance systems and animals and lean into stuff that's more resilient and lower maintenance and stuff. And she's like, you know, he's pretty enthusiastic about the whole deal. You know, let's incentivize him, you know? And so we incentivized him with a cut of the profit. And then we're like, hey, if we if we produce 10 hives, we'll give you two or three and we'll give you room here so that you don't have to have your own space to raise bees. Like, we'll give you the room. We'll give you the tools. We'll, you know, whatever. And just I want your best when you come here. He's like, done. <laughs> He's like, you don't have to give me a cut of the profit now. He's like, but if I can revisit this negotiation later or revisit this offer later. He's like, once I get my house and I have more time here and, you know, stuff like that. He's like, I'll definitely probably accept your offer in about a year he's like but i want to lean heavily into helping you build it until then so he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna lean into helping you build it the way i would if i had the the 25 cut and he's like then we'll revisit he's like so you can see what you're investing in we'll revisit this in you know six eight months to a year i said all right cool whatever man i just i want you to know that i'm committed i want you to know that you know I, i'm willing to incentivize the best and get the best out of you and sky's the limit man let's go so bees are bees are on the uh on the you know that's that's my focus for the near future uh we're probably going to expand the garden um baker creek has got some really cool plants that they're running through trials right now um i don't know man we're, we're gonna figure it out i'd like to dig another pond and put in a shooting range so i can stop paying range fees and start you know doing classes here on on property so we got a couple things in the works, but I'm working on trying to finance them right now with that little bomb I dropped earlier on the show. Yeah. Um, man, that's a lot of bees, dude. Um, that's a, that's awesome. Bees are really just, Oh, like when you start raising bees and you learn about them, like it, it's just such an amazing, like, like, I don't know, dude, nature is just cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I tell people like, I'm like, man, if you ever doubted the hand of God, and intelligent design and and anything look at study bees you know, there's there's no other explanation other than intelligent design my uh, I, that's i'm not going to get on a pedestal or whatever <laughs> and, i mean i just you know like yeah i'm a christian or whatever i'm not going to preach but dude that something that complex i mean a bees a bees rolling a beehive changes every two to three days and yeah, within within a, within a month you've got all new bees in that beehive yeah, and they, 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 they do the, you know, they, they just do their thing and like they're able to like communicate and they're like smart and it's it, it it's really incredible. You know, I um 
I really have. Well, like, if you don't think they communicate, get stung by a bee while you're working a beehive. That entire yeah. hive's like, <laughs> we can kill him. All right, cool. Let's kill him. <laughs> Man, it, it's just it's just so incredible. Uh, my wife got me this book uh, for Christmas, and it's really great. It's not a really new book or anything, but it's called Intelligence in Nature. And he um he goes over a few different really just amazing like critters or you know um, whatever and and how they just. <sighs> Like, okay, like, for instance, okay, like, you know, um, we were talking about Algebra 2, right? I don't know how to do that shit. But if I, like, toss you a, a screwdriver or something and you catch it, like, the amount of mathematical computation that went into that is insane. But we didn't have to do it. Like, our brains just did it, right? So, like, yep. it's just, 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 yeah, it's just so incredible, just everything in nature and how, how it works and stuff. And, like, I really have it. not to get too not to get too like religious or anything but like i really have like in the last few years really started to go from being okay like like just straight darwinian evolution you know when i was younger and be like yeah man i don't know dude there's something more there's something more there's something and i'm you know i'm not saying what it is but there's something that like there's there's a back and forth you know what i mean i don't think that we necessarily fully understand that as much as a lot of people like to think that we do you know it's right. it's, just, it's just really incredible and whatever the whatever's going on i don't think we're capable of comprehending it <laughs> you know um it's it, it's just it's just really interesting but yeah stuff like stuff like bees or like have, watching like a mama hen hatch and hatch babies on her own and raise it you know just things like that is just so so beautiful but it is just so mind-blowing you know people think oh like i have so many people tell me like oh chickens are so dumb what dumb birds and i'm like they're really good at the shit chickens do you know yeah. <laughs> like, they're they're the best at being a chicken <laughs> yeah dude like can't, i mean uh, let's let's see you hatch an egg by sitting on it and know which eggs are good and which eggs are bad and push the bad ones out of the nest and you know yeah. just all the you know just all the crazy things that they just know how to do they didn't read a fucking book their mama didn't teach them you know, um, at least not in a direct sense. Like it's, it's just so. I'm getting goosebumps just in here talking about it, dude. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it it is. It's just so so beautiful. And yeah, something like bees or like ant colonies always amaze me. But but anyhow, back to bees. Like bees in themselves. Like yeah, when you just learn how they function, it just it's really mind blowing, dude. And and I'll tell you what, dude. All the old we've got a lot of apiaries around us, and all the dudes who run the the beehives who I've met who are you know these older bee dudes they just remind me of somebody who did like way too much LSD in their life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're just, you know, they're, 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 they're their own breed, dude. And I've had them tell me like, yeah, man, yeah, you really start watching bees and you really start to understand the universe, you know? <laughs> and it's, um, it, it's really incredible. We had a hive and for about a year and then they absconded. I'm not sure what happened. I honestly think ants might've gotten in there. Um, but it was, um, it was fun. I really want to do it again. Um, it's, it's tough though, man, you know, you put a lot into it and, you know, like you said, you just, they, they're just gone and it's, it's frustrating. And I've actually talked to people who did bees for a couple of years and ended up just giving up because it was just too frustrating because they had so many issues. Um, and then I've talked to people who are super successful too. So, so I don't know, but we definitely want to get back into them again, man. Um, I mean, they provide so much benefit and, and they're just so neat to have. Uh, you're looking to do actually commercial scale though, man. That's, that's really awesome. Um, are you, um, so are you so you're gonna try and sell honey and and like queens you said you're looking into doing the queen rearing yep so ideally you know people tell you you're like if you're just gonna do queens do queens if you're gonna do honey do honey if you're gonna you know split and sell bees and i, I would like to do a little bit of all three um that's my I, style like you know and then one. i want i also want people to come here and learn you know 
So that that's the same thing with everything, everything that we have here. Like I want people to come here and learn. I, no. I, I'm hell bent. I dude, I'm determined to be a seed crystal that mm-hmm. my community forms around. All right. Let's take a quick second to shout out Agorist Acres Seeds. Agoristacres.com stocks a variety of seeds for your garden or homestead. They also have really cool packaging instead of those silly paper envelopes. Buy seeds with crypto, support the counter economy, and become self-sustaining today. Agoristacres offers fast shipping so you can get started right away. Make sure you use code NEXUS10 at the checkout for 10% off of your orders. Also, they will donate a portion of the sale to Agorist Nexus, helping to bring you all the great content you expect. And all right, let's get on with it. Yeah, it's excellent. So yeah, we, we need people to just, you know, be comfortable like teaching. You also get that like line though where it's like, you know, if if you can't just like anything, running a charity, if you can't take in enough yep, money, if you I, continue to do good shit, right? So it's like you gotta find a way to find that balance to like monetize it, yet be helpful, yet not be greedy, yet not be unfair to yourself, you know. Yep um one of well, the so, uh, like the thing with teaching is that you know like i can have people come here they don't have to spend you know what 250 is the lowest i've seen a beehive or a nuke that's not even a beehive that's a nuke right now you're about 200 bucks for a hive body with frames um, another 100 bucks for you know 100 bucks or more you know, these are the cheapest prices that i've seen so i mean for what and, and, you know, B people will tell you, don't just get one hive, get two or three, you know? So by the time you're, yeah. you know, two or three hives, two or three stands, two or three B boxes, two, or, you know, a, a smoker, a, 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 you know, a suit, you know, you're in for a couple grand, but no, you ain't got to do that. Just come here. I'll loan you a suit. You can go work a beehive with me and, you know, me and my mentor. And you don't have to, you don't have to be out the investment to learn that, oh, I really don't like the sensation when a beehive gets upset that I opened it, <laughs> you know, cause like, and, and that's right. So like, that's the biggest thing that I find with people coming here is that when people's nose meets reality, that romantic idea they have is not so romantic anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know what people think. Like I, I truly like, I'm like, okay, you explain to me what you have in your mind and I'm going to pop your bubble before you get here because you know, this, a farm is smelly. A farm is dirty. You know, like people come here and they're like, yeah, well you have this, you know, awesome homestead. I'm like, yeah, and it's filthy. I got an old car sitting over there. I need to work on, you know, like I got a pile of broken tools, you know, like my, my chicken coops, not the prettiest, you know, like this is a functional farm. It's, it's not pretty. Pretty is not functional. Functional is a lot of times not pretty, you know, it's dirty. It feel it better about my farm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have all those things too. <laughs> so you know it's like hey but you know i ain't gotta worry about you know like i've lived in the city bro like (laughs) i don't have to worry about my car getting broken into my driveway i don't have to you know like i can walk out naked in the front yard with a beer and pee in the pee off the porch if i want to not that i do that but you know whatever we can have a rowdy ass pool party if we want you know hey nobody's gonna say nothing you know (laughs) cops don't even cops don't even patrol out here (laughs) the uh, neighborhood kind of takes care of its own security we we self we self regulate. So yeah, I mean it's uh, but yeah, man. It's what I like about a small community is that tends to be the case, you know. Yeah, we don't get a we don't get many cops out here. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I actually had uh, cops called on me uh, a few months ago, um, and the reason I bring it up is because uh, we were when you had mentioned earlier about you know 
wandering through the woods and maybe stumbling across something you shouldn't. Um, I, I have a, I have a hound dog and, you know, and about once a month he decides to dig out of the property and, you know, I got to go chase him down. And most of the farmers and stuff, ranchers right here know me, know him. They don't mind if I go on their property to fetch him. Well, I rolled through this uh, orange grove uh, one day that I'd never rolled through before. And I didn't realize it was owned by somebody different. Saw a game camera, you know, trail cam when I passed by. I was like, oh man, you know, I might hear about this. And anyhow, a couple of days later, the sheriff shows up and, you know, he's like, hey man, uh, you know, make sure you get permission, whatever. Totally in the right, you know, like I wasn't trying to trespass, you know, my bad, you know, definitely. But like, what was funny was when I was back there though on that property, I was like, I was like, man, if I didn't know any better, like, I swear I smell something, you know, <laughs> I swear I smell yep. something growing back here, you know? And, uh, and anyhow, then after the cop showed up and everything, I'm like, well, maybe a cop isn't, you know, the best choice in that instance, but they were making sure I didn't come back, you know? And I was like, oh man, maybe that was, maybe that was what was going on back there, you know, that or a still or something. I don't know, you know, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, that's, uh, Otherwise, we tend to not have uh, not have police. You know, I just wanted to like just like know who it was who owns the property or owns the grove. Be like, man, here's my number. Just call me. <laughs> you know, there's an issue yeah. for sure. Like, I ain't trying to. I don't want to be. You know, I, I ain't trying to trespass or anything. I'm just grabbing my dog. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yep. But it was cool. The the sheriff was pretty um pretty reasonable. He was like, uh, he went to like step like onto my property, and I saw him from a distance and hollered at him and said, "Hey, I'm coming. You know, you stay right there." And he stepped back and waited. You know, waited for me and everything. And you know. He was respectful and all that so it was at least it was a good uh a good interaction you know i definitely find out in the country they tend to be tend to be a little more reasonable yeah yeah that's i mean you know it's 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 not that oh we're gonna shoot a cop right it's that people just have courtesy out here yeah like they're not they're not going a million miles an hour all the time they're not living on top of each other they're not you know they're not exposed to that constant grind that grinds down that that you know that common decency that you get it in a small town you know so well yeah man it was like oh man like people complaining about trump or whatever you know the last several years things have been so crazy and it's like i don't know man like i walk around out my front door and look around and <laughs> it's like exactly the same for the last seven years i've been here you know like ain't yep and you know we we all get along it's like i don't know what you guys would turn off the damn tv you know like i just don't see it in my little world where i live you know and, and i mean for that matter we just drove um up to wisconsin and back and we drove through like a dozen states and maybe saw a dozen masks like there wasn't everybody was like normal you know and then you know you hear the hubbub on the news and everything i'm like i, I just don't know man i don't see it <laughs> you know but we yeah. don't live in a big city you know i avoid them you know for a reason so maybe that's where all this craziness really goes on but but yeah man i just i, I couldn't imagine going back to living in a an urban environment or anything um after after being back out out kind of the country where we are every day i work in one every day you ain't missing nothing yeah yeah i get my i get my daily dose of insanity from the city and i cannot wait to cross that county line boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i hear you you know i get a lot of i work on the sort of on the road i work about two hours um, away from and it's always a different place but about two hours away from where i live and yeah whenever i can if i can take back roads instead of the interstate you know what i mean it's just a totally different experience totally different day you know um if i have to like drive through orlando on i4 like these people have a death wish like driving driving like they do man it's <laughs> it, it's crazy dude i don't i couldn't imagine living a lifestyle that would make me want to be that reckless with my life just to get home from work <laughs> you know true true yeah um i uh so usually we um we wrap up the show with a quote and i was going through some quotes today and um 
there's a couple of them. I couldn't quite decide on one of them. Um, I want to just mention one here real quick. But, um, this isn't the one I want to wrap on, but um, um, actually, you know what? I got two quick ones that I just want to talk about with, with you real quick. These aren't the ones I want to wrap on, but uh, but we'll get to that one in a second. Okay. But uh, but there's one um here, and it's a uh, my man Joel Soliton. I'm sure you're familiar with Joel. Um, oh yeah. Frankly, any city person who doesn't think I deserve a white collar salary as a farmer doesn't deserve my special food. And we you know we were talking about people don't really know knowing what it takes, you know, to do this and everything. And I've always loved loved that. I'm I'm I don't remember which book it is that he says that. Probably uh, folks just ain't normal if I had to guess. But um, but you know, as like like people do really his point on this is that he had somebody come to pick up food and they go man for farmers you folks sure are well spoken you know and it's like man what a fucking insult you know <laughs> like you expect you expect we have to be like these dumb hicks you know to provide this food and you know some of those things when you really learn to do it yourself or have to experience it it's like um you know it just really makes a lot of sense you know right it's we don't live this way because we don't have any other option we live this way because we want to yeah yeah and you know you have to be a little bit of everything dude you got to be a plumber you got to be an electrician you got to be a construction worker you got to be a fucking vet you know <laughs> you yeah. got to be all you, sorts you got to be what you have to be what lacks in society day which is competent yeah <laughs> yeah 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 able to handle things on your own thinking your feet etc etc um yep so i really love that one and then this was another one that i was thinking is a possibility that i liked um it says uh this is by will rogers uh the farmer has to be an optimist or he wouldn't still be a farmer. Do you agree with that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, really talk about low time preference, you know? Yep. Absolutely, man. It's, dude, <laughs> farming is insanity. It, it, it really is. It, it, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, man. Like, you know, I look at people twice my age and they're amazed at what, how I have what I have at half, you know, half their age. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's because I, I drive over an hour to work, you know, it's because I hustle all the time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade this for nothing, man. Like I, I pull down the driveway and I see the horses in the pasture every morning, big old stinky, majestic beasts, <laughs> you know, I, I just, yeah, I hear you that's me and the goats they come home and i see yeah. them like oh they're cute um okay one more question for you yeah um, go ahead this last uh i don't know two years whatever covid whenever that shit started you know a lot of people it's been kind of like a black pilling experience and yeah there's been a lot of nonsense but for me it's actually kind of been like a little white pilling in a lot of ways you know seeing a lot of people you know like we were talking about with the how the media portrays it versus what i see you know um i think a lot of people have been more wary of government etc cetera, etc cetera. um what do you feel about that man are you feeling more like are you feeling more hopeful for the future or less after uh, after all this nonsense <laughs> that's a tough well, one i know <laughs> short answer yes with the long answer no I, with a but right <laughs> well I, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in humanity to begin with sure and it it has just man it has just brought out the worst in people it's bought it's brought out the best in people you know but it it, it really has just man it, it's i, I like I'm, it's easier to know who i'm your friends ashamed are. yeah I, i'm just i'm ashamed that you know i i we used to look back and, and we would see like somebody from you know the eastern europe or whatever you know from like 
Asia, you know, Asian countries, and they they were always wearing the mask, and I'm like, that's so stupid, you know. And now, guys, that mask has become a part of American life, and I just, when did we cross that line, you know? Like, I'm not going to talk about you know pro pro mask, anti mask, pro, you know, whatever. I look, I had it, man, I had it. I was miserable with it, January of this year, right? I, I was exposed and. Bro, I was miserable. I, I was miserable for two, three weeks, and then I didn't regain my sense of taste and smell for a, a month and a half, two months. Oh wow! You know, and it just... Oh man, I, I don't think that this whole thing did any favors. I, I don't think that it did humanity any favors. I think that it conditioned a lot of people to accept things that they otherwise i mean had you had you just come out right and tried to force people to do some of the things that they implemented during covid without the justification of something that's going to kill you and wipe out half the population right which it didn't you know without that threat had you tried to lead people by the nose to do any of this stuff they they wouldn't have the, the country would have been on fire the next morning but under the auspice of keeping people safe and you know, under the auspice of all this other bullshit, it, you know, it, it, it hasn't done us any favors, man. It, it really hasn't. It's, it's, it's further polarized and further divided our country. It's still a means of, of division. It's oh, yeah. still, um, you know, a, a means of, you know, and it's politicized. You know, people are, are welcome to have their opinion, but don't, don't politicize it. Don't weaponize it, you know. Because it's like somebody gets triggered about not wearing a mask. Somebody gets triggered about whether or not you got a vaccine. And then it goes to politics and who you voted for and all this. Man, I don't know about anybody else, but have y'all noticed that our country is falling apart? Right? We have more important stuff to worry about than all of this stuff. We, we had it, you know, the country's falling apart. And last year they were worried about impeaching somebody, you know? We, come on yeah. <laughs> you know y'all stop listening to the news and stop listening to the talking points and stuff like that and start talking to your neighbors right actually sit down and have a conversation with them. share a beer with them you know what happened to backyard barbecues what happened to block parties you know and I'm, I'm waxing nostalgic about a time i grew up in but seriously <laughs> you know what happened when neighbors you know why don't neighbors call each other anymore you know why don't people stand out and water their lawn and you know like talk to one another like it just we ain't got time man and the way of life that that we all wish we had is going to keep going south it's going to keep falling apart it's going to keep getting eroded because nobody has time you know and that's the one thing that'll fix it just giving somebody time listening to them stop trying to debate people man stop trying to convert people to your way of thinking stop trying to like you know hey you join this political camp man fuck your politics <laughs> you know why don't you just try talking to your neighbor try talking to that person that you know that's standing there across from you you know y'all have a conversation you might find out you have more stuff in common you know you might find out that both y'all hate the government you know like hopefully i'm like I, i'm not you know that's man <laughs> we can we can do an entire episode just on on this stuff man but oh yeah it well, did it, it it did do some good things you know, it did, yeah. you know, wake a lot of people up, you know, when that supply chain happened, you know, everybody talks about toilet paper and all this stuff, but 
No, for real. People learned what it's like to be in bread lines in Venezuela. Yeah. They, they, and that, that woke some people up, brought them around to a prepared mindset. I'm I'm hoping that a lot of people realize how spoiled we are when it comes to supply chains. Like when I notice things like, oh, the energy drink I like wasn't in stores for like two months. And I'm like, wow, how, like, (laughs) how, how good do I have it? That that's like, (laughs) you know, been a hiccup in my life, you know, and hopefully, you know, people, people realize that. And I'm hoping, I'm, I think a lot of people, not as many as should, but a lot of people I think are going to hopefully get into, maybe stick with a little more of a preparedness, you know, kind of lifestyle because of those supply chain realizations, you know. Um, you I know, guarantee like, you there's an exponentially me. higher number of uh, of houses in the United States now with deeper pantries. Yeah. Um, I mean, just okay, it was know? so hard to get. You can buy a deep freezer for months, you know. So oh, I really no. like to look at that and hope that there's some good that comes out of that you know for sure it's you know it's, it's the old thing where it's like you know like in order for things to get better a lot of times we got to get worse first you know so it's like i'm not a collapsitarian by any means because i don't want my nieces and nephews to have to grow up in a war-torn place right um yep. but it's like but ultimately something you know something is gonna have to happen i mean if we are in a dying empire which i feel like we are you know like but it's like hey hopefully- yo fourth turning yeah, so if, if if you know enough of us can be as prepared as possible to you know make make it as smooth as as it, as it can be you know um i guess it's the best we can hope for i try and go back like as, as a farmer i try and be an optimist as much as possible cautious optimism i like that phrasing yeah well look, back to what you said like i love you know post-apocalypse novels mm-hmm. or po- post post-apocalyptic genre i love that genre i've hundreds of the books in my audible account doesn't mean i want to live in one right right there is something that is they're not blueprints chanting about it but it's not yeah we don't want want to live in that you know it's the uh, what the welcome to the boog memes that are going around they're so depressing but it's like that's it dude like yeah be careful what you wish for (laughs) you know you don't want to live in that shit i don't want to live in i don't want to live in the zombie apocalypse as much as you know it's fun to fantasize about it nobody wants to live in that shit yeah no that's i'm i'm over all of it I just, and when people try and engage me in the conversation, I'm like, man, I'm not going to have this conversation with you. I'm not going to talk about this with you. Yeah. I have my beliefs, you have yours, and you. I've heard you talk to other people, and you go from zero to emotional, and you don't want to hear anybody else's side of the story except for your own. And I'm not going to, not going to, you know, I'm like, that's a private matter. I'm not going to discuss it with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, and I damn sure ain't going to discuss it in public you know so uh, well yeah man and, and these days with you know any almost all the opinions i have or what check off the boxes for domestic terrorist you know it's like uh yeah you really gotta oh, be careful yeah. you know who you you know who who in public you know and especially if you have kids man you know because that, that's just an excuse oh man that's a dangerous household we gotta get them kids out of there so anyhow yeah that's yeah. uh i definitely agree with that and that's definitely i think good advice to anybody like right now like especially like in public being you know hey whatever your normie friends oh yeah hey whatever when I'm in public and somebody just talks politics, oh, hey, oh, I hear you, buddy. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I just exit the conversation, you know, you know. I overlooked a very important thing, and I got to give credit where credit credit's due. I said it didn't do us any favors. It did do us any favors. It gave credence, and it gave a breath. It, dude, it, it gave a nitrous shot to homeschooling. Yes. And just, just that, just that, like even for us homeschooling, bro, you know how long I've been on my path to freedom and liberty and you know how big of a step it was and how much more freedom and liberty we got when we went over to full-time homeschooling, (sighs) bro, 
so yeah, that's one thing that COVID did do, right? That's one thing that COVID, you know, and I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. It, man, it revitalized, it reawakened a sleeping giant. There, there are people leaving after, you know, being distance learning and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you're using this, the same program that I can just buy directly and I don't have to deal with none of your crap. Cool. You know, so yeah. it, it did do that. People, yeah, people it, took, you know, caring for their kids and their kids' education back in, in hand. A lot of people did. There are people that flocked back to it as soon as, as soon as the doors opened. And you know what? Good on them. Whatever, man. But we're not one. This, this family, like I said, we, we, we take a very cautious look and, um, at, at every, you know, every decision. And if it's not right for us, we opt out. So, but COVID, COVID did hit a home run with, you know, revitalizing the homeschool movement. Yeah, I mean, you got to break that indoctrination. I think that's that's a very important thing and getting kids out of school. And then, like, you know, with the content that you're looking to do and the Tuttle Twins and stuff with the, you know, I always feel so like dirty and we got to propagandize the kids, you know, but it's kind of the truth. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I just think yeah. having content like that available is um, is going to be very helpful for that as well. And then getting them out of those indoctrination camps, man. And I mean, they're just prisons. I mean, I look back or any like, you know, TV show or something where the kids in high school and stuff. And it's like, oh, like, oh, it was awful. I can't believe we all had to go through that. You know, it's just just terrible, man. And it's, it's really sad. So there's um, a big difference that a lot of people don't realize, right? You talk about propagandizing kids. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference in writing books with a agorist or, you know, a freedom bent to them, right? Mm -hmm. Freedom-based books. Um, you know, there's a difference between that and propaganda. And the difference is volunteerism. So you, I'm not going to force nobody to read my books. Sure. If you find them and you share them with your friends and your friends read them and they enjoy them, you share them with other people, cool. Propaganda, you don't have no choice. That shit gets shoved down your throat. Yeah. You don't want to read my books. You want to stay asleep and you want to stay dependent and sucking hind to to get what you need. Do it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, not your problem after some point. You know what I mean? You only got nope. so much energy. So <laughs> nope. You are responsible for you. I'm not responsible for you. I'll put the information out there. I'll talk on a podcast. I'll invite people to come here and learn from me. I'll do whatever I can to help you. You don't want to be helped. It's all on you yeah yeah absolutely and then otherwise it's a you know um i say like lead by like be, be a successful person and that's like one of the best things you can do to convince people you know be a successful person Ooh, and, you know i was actually I, I was i was talking with one of my users on one of the guys that's coming he was actually one of the first signups for the virginia event and uh uh you know who you are big man uh <laughs> but uh you know i was talking to him today and i'm like what what is success right you know, is, is success somebody else's definition of success or success, you know, is it having a lot of stuff in, in a, a, you know, a large bank account, having, you know, a house and a car and like all this money and, you know, stuff like that, or is it leaving a legacy? You know, what, what is success to you? You know? Yeah. yeah. So no, that's, it's definitely subjective. Huh? Um, I, I guess, I guess for, for mine, for the, the point that I was making there too, my, my big one is when, my more normie friends who you know are glued to the news and this and that or obviously have terror in their eyes about whatever they're afraid of whatever the two minutes of hate is today you know um and i'm just like oh i what what's happening oh i didn't even know nope sorry i have my own thing and i'm happy you know and i just i i really especially when i'm talking to those people i want them to be like oh wow 
he's not terrified <laughs> you know of this and he's happy and doing his thing and living his life you know what i mean um and i guess that's these days i feel like that's really like the mark of like success is just being relatively content but you no know, content implies stagnation sometimes so you know not that but you know not being just plumb terrified of everything being happy and excited about your own future where so many people are not you know so many people are very black pill you know kind of and i hate the pill thing but like i just i just hate that i don't, attitude, I don't even that, like that, that nihilism thing i just can't, i can't stand that man <laughs> yeah well it, it's funny man when you live this way you you have less fear I mean, you know, there's still stuff you're afraid of. There's still stuff you cope with and, you you know, stuff that gives you anxiety and you have trepidation or whatever. But, man, like I said, there's a hurricane coming into the Gulf of Mexico and I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever, let's do it, you I, know. There's only so much you can control, man. That circle of influence, man. That's, that's another big one, too, is, like, learn to, you know, learn to not fret so much about shit you can't control. You know, fo- focus on what you can and prepare for what you can't, and, you know. The well, we, we had the uh, we had the um, uh, the episode where I was talking about private security, mm-hmm. and we can actually segue that to this conversation we're having right now. A lot of people during COVID worry about losing their job. When I got laid off, I didn't give a shit because I had a backup plan. I had a side hustle, you know. So it, it's yeah. amazing that when when you're prepared, and so one of my biggest things that I say all the time is preparedness always in all ways, right? So it's like it's a lifestyle. It's, it's all aspects of your life. Practice some preparedness in all aspects of your life all the time, you know? And so like, I'm, I, I had a backup plan, you know, we, we struggled. I worked 70 hours a week sometimes, you know, and you know, there was, there were times where I had nothing and I had to tap unemployment, you know, and it's just, bro, it like, I wasn't scared, you know, I wasn't scared the first time it happened. I wasn't scared this past what 10 months that I spent laid off, you know, staring at a mortgage that's almost two grand a month. I mean, like people are like, Oh, well, you know, must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my mortgage is almost two grand a month, bro. And I'm standing there unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how much peace of mind and how much you don't worry about shit when you're prepared. So, you know, you said, um, you said uh must be nice there and it reminds me of um, uh spearco he says a lot like you really got to change that attitude from must be nice to good for them you know and that's yeah. kind of along those those same lines you know what i mean you really get a different outlook on life when you start doing it you know doing shit for yourself and, and making your own making your own future you know you really start to look at things like oh that's good you know good for them <laughs> you know instead of being jealous it's like well fuck how can i get the lifestyle that i want you know and i mean look i don't want an eight hundred thousand dollar house like that's not what i want you know what I mean? Right. But some people do and you know, good for them, you know, <laughs> but like, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, man, you know, it's, um, you know, really, if you see something like that, it should just drive you to be a better, better self, you know, instead of um, just fretting about what other people, what other people got. Um, yeah. I, I ain't got time or energy to do that. Must be nice shit. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I'm dirty. I'm sweaty. I'm working and I got, I got stuff I got to take care of. I ain't got time to sit around. It must be nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're, um we're going to go ahead and wrap here, man. Um, Go ahead and let everybody know where where they can find you, um, how they can get a hold of you, and um, and then we're gonna get out of here. I think dinner's ready. Cool. Um, so you guys can find me um, on any podcasting app, including the podcasting app you're listening to this show on. Uh, search for Insurgency Knitting Circle Podcast. Uh, we got a black and white logo. 
Uh, it's a, a fist with a ball of yarn and, you know, a couple knitting needles or whatever. So that's us, Insurgency Knitting Circle Podcast. Um, if you want to read the first advance manuscript of the books that are coming out, find us on uh, Subscribestar, so subscribestar.com uh, forward slash IKC pod, or just go to Subscribestar's website and search for IKC pod. You'll find us there. Um, two and five dollar a month subscribers uh, get to get to see that that first manuscript. It's it's up there now for subscribers and show supporters to read. So um, you can support the show and the work we're doing there and help me get this uh, this book out faster and get these these books written faster. Um, you can find us on Instagram at um, IKC Podcast. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, if anybody wants to tell me I suck or tell me that I'm doing a good job, info at IKCPodcast.com. That comes right to my cell phone. So. I love hearing from people. I like when people, you know, um, one of my favorite shows is uh, uh, by Aaron Mankey. It's uh, Lore. And at the beginning, he's like, I love it when people say hi. I do, man. I really do. I love it when people just drop a line and say, hey, I heard the light, let us at, let it, latest episode. Really liked it. You're doing a great job. Just want to say hey. So whatever, man. Uh, that's how you can get a hold of me. Uh, if you're interested in the Virginia event, we still have a few seats left. Um, info at ikcpodcast.com. We'd love to see you there. And um, yeah, that's what I got. Excellent, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time. We will be sure to have you on again soon. We will um, go ahead and roll out on a quote. It is going to be a uh, another Joel Salatin quote. And I think it fits nicely with uh, our conversation today. <clears throat> and I think this is from uh, Folks This Ain't Normal as well. It's a great book. Uh, food security is not in the supermarket it's not in the government it's not in the emergency services division true food security is the historical normalcy of packing it in during the abundant times building that in-house larder and resting easy knowing that our little ones are not dependent on next week's farmer's market or the electronic cashiers at the supermarket it's joel solitan gorse nexus out